stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about an important topic that uh, we've been talking about here at Zach's, actually, and it's how the Zach's rank, our stock picking system, actually got NVIDIA and the other AI, hot AI stocks, right over the last, say, year or a little bit longer. And we don't talk about the Zach's rank system all that much here on the podcast, but uh, we like to toot our own horn when it is working, and it definitely has been working on these stocks. And I was really interested to, to go in and look and see how long have some of these stocks like NVIDIA had the top rank. And I was uh, not surprised, but... Uh, genuinely intrigued by what I saw there. Um, so we're going to be, I'm going to be showing a lot of uh, Zach's type uh, earnings charts on Zach's.com today, but I'm going to talk about some of the data that's available if you have the more advanced Zach's research ZRS system, um, because that's where it's telling me how long I've, uh, some of these stocks have had certain Zach's ranks. But you probably might want to tune in to the actual video portion of this podcast. You can also listen. I will be telling you what you're seeing and and what's going on with the earnings and uh, all of that because that determines the rank. But watching what I show on the charts will probably be a little bit easier. So you can get the videos on our YouTube page at zax.com slash YouTube, and it's Z-A-C-K-S dot com slash YouTube. Or if you're on YouTube, put in Zach's Investment Research. That's our main page. It's something like 44,000 subscribers. So when you go over there, you'll know it's not the podcast page. That is different. So um, let's dive right in because I'm excited about this. But first, I need to explain what is the Zach's rank? How does it work? For those of you who are new listening to the podcast or who never bothered to learn about the Zach's rank uh, or you know, who don't really remember what it is and how it works. It's uh, the Zach stock picking system. It's been around since the 1970s, and it's based on analysts' earnings estimate revisions. So these are analysts outside of Zach's. We take their data and their earnings estimate revisions, and we put it into our computer algorithm. And that is what determines what the rank actually is are those earnings estimates. Now, there's all these components to the algorithm, including how many of the analysts are in agreement about the rank or about the changes in the earnings estimates. And so when they raise or when they cut, it could be either thing, that is what's put into the algorithm, as well as the magnitude of the change. Are they uh, really raising those earnings estimates um, in a big way? That goes into it. How many times have they surprised on the earnings estimates? That also goes into it. So there's a bunch of different components, but the main one really is, what are the analysts doing with their earnings estimates? Are they revising them higher, which gives you the high Zach's rank, or are they cutting it, which gives you the low Zach's rank? Now there's five Zach's ranks, 
and they go from number one, which is the top one, that's the strong buy recommendation, to the number five. So there's a one, there's a two, a three, a four, and a five. Number fives are the cells, the strong cells, and it works kind of like it worked when you were in school. The the A's got, uh, there were fewer of those, and there were fewer of the F's. And so with the rank, there's fewer of the number ones, that's the top rank, the strong buys, and there's fewer of the strong cells, the number fives. And everything else is kind of in between. So 5% of the Zach's uh, rank stocks, of which there are over 4,400 stocks that now have the Zacks rank. So it's pretty extensive covering most of what you would be interested in on the market. And obviously you need an earn, you need an analyst covering that company for us to give it a rank. So you need at least one analyst. So it does tend to skew towards the larger cap stocks because not as many of the small caps has have as much analyst coverage. So keep that in mind. There are little peculiars with the Zach's rank. I'm going to cover some of those as we go along because no system is perfect. And the Zach's rank is, is one of those. It's not perfect. It has these weird little peculiarities in it. But once you learn those, you can see how it works and why you might want to use it. So, um, so we have the five ranks and we have 5% are in those strong buys, 5% are in the strong sells, everything else in between. Number threes are the holds. And like in school, that would be like a C. It's just kind of in the middle. And 80% of the stocks will fall into number threes at some point, unless they're red hot or red cold and they manage to, uh, you know, disappoint or, um, have issues for numerous quarters. Then they will fall into one of the, the top or the bottom categories. So you need changes in the analyst estimates to get the change in the Zach's rank. The algorithm is run almost every day, so the rank can change daily and often does, especially during earnings season where you get the earnings report in, the analysts have to adjust their earnings estimates, and when they do so, the rank will change up and down. Now, you also get a change in the rank just ahead of earnings season often because the... Uh, algorithm looks for the most recent on the, the changes. It doesn't care what the analyst is saying uh, 90 days ago. That's a long time for the rank. Uh, the rank is a short-term recommendation, just one to three months. So once the estimate revisions start to fall outside of that rank, then they uh, really the algorithm doesn't care. So when those estimate revisions, the old ones, fall off, sometimes, and this is a little peculiarity like I was talking about. Sometimes that means the stock will fall from probably like a three um, or two or three down to a four just before the earnings estimates. Now, four is the sell, but those of us who have been using the rank for a long time know um, we will look at a four that uh, is on a stock just ahead of earnings. And I mean like two weeks ahead, maybe even the week before, maybe three weeks ahead of time. But it's usually right before the earnings are about to come out. It will drop down. I, I tend to ignore that on the rank. It is a false signal of, um, you know, negative signal 
on the rank, but it's just waiting for the new earnings uh, estimate revisions to come in, which they usually will when the company does report earnings. Okay, so those are the peculiarities and how the Zacks rank system kind of works. Um, like I said, it covers 4,400 stocks and it is biased towards the big caps. But big caps also have an issue with just the sheer number of analysts who are covering those stocks. So um, you want agreement between all the analysts. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's a little harder to get agreement with that many analysts. Sometimes they have to raise, but even if the story's good, sometimes they're cutting just a little bit. And so they're, you know, moderating whatever their full year estimate is. And so then you get, you know, five estimates higher, five estimates lower. There really is no agreement there. And so you end up with a stock that's really a number three. But when something good is going on at any company, no matter the size, the analysts usually are in agreement. And what the Zacks rank really loves is the beat, the earnings beat, and then the raise, where the company is raising going into um, you know the next quarter or on the full year, if they're going to raise for that full year. And so most you know, the analysts mostly are going to be below the raise. And so they're going to be revising higher. So that makes it easy. The Zach's rank picks on, picks up on that. All the analysts are usually raising sometimes by big magnitude. And then you get the top rank of number one on that stock. So what stocks have been beating and raising every quarter for the last year? Yes, the AI stocks, the chip makers, NVIDIA in particular, plus all those involved in the data centers, like the, the build-outs and um, the components that go into the data centers, those that are partnered with NVIDIA and some of the other chip makers, but especially NVIDIA right now, they have been beating and raising for about a year now, if not a little bit longer, but basically a year. And the Zach's rank is excellent at picking up on that scenario. It likes the good story. Something good is going on. This company continues to beat and they continue to see the earnings estimates being revised higher. So if you do that every quarter, it's going to pick up on it. It's going to make it a number one, and then it's going to keep it at the number one rank. So I took a, a closer look at, um, obviously, NVIDIA to kind of see what was going on there with its historical rank. We do have that data on the ZRS, and you can see all of the rank changes and when it changes by quarter, basically. And it's um, very interesting. So NVIDIA is a Zach's number one rank strong buy. And let's look at what is going on with those earnings estimates so that you can kind of see, um, again, what the changes are looking like. So they did beat and they did raise again. And they've been doing this every quarter, as I said, for basically the last year. So I always go to the detailed estimates pages on Zacks.com. I scroll down. You have sales estimates at the top, earnings estimates right there in the middle, and then the agreement. That's key for the Zacks rank. And then the magnitude, also key for the Zacks rank. And then you have uh, upside surprises. That's key for the Zacks rank. So all of this is a Zacks rankiness um, when you're looking at it. So I want to see agreement 
Um, so on NVIDIA, it does look for the Zach's rank at the full year. So uh, fiscal 2025, we have 13 estimates up in this, the last seven days. That's after the earnings report. But you can see the analysts were already raising even going into that because we have 13 in the last 60 days. So they were already raising into this number because they've been beating and raising. So why wouldn't they be? And um, some of their partners also had bullish uh, reports before NVIDIA's. So everybody knew it was going to be another hot one. Mostly, mostly we knew. And sure enough, the analysts were bold enough to get in ahead of time. Now, next year, also equally as bullish, nine estimates revised even for the next fiscal year. So that's that's pretty bullish that going forward as well. Um, if you take a look at the magnitude, it's pretty striking on the magnitude side as well with their recent guidance. They were at 1995 just 30 days ago before the earnings and now at 2315. And if we scroll up, we can see what the earnings were last year, 1296. So up 78.6% expected for this fiscal year. And as we all know, that's pretty dramatic. But, um, you know, the shares have soared on all of this news. Um, let's look at what the shares have done just real quick. Um, so we can look at that on the interactive chart. I like to use this one. I will switch it over to a line here. And um, this defaults to the one-year chart. But you, as we all know, um, it's been surging. Let's compare it to, um, just so we have some perspective, I'm going to put in the SPY here, which is the ETF for the S&P 500 or one of them. And there we go. So SPY up 22%, NVIDIA up 272% as we know. But what we want to know is when did the Zacks rank actually pick up on this? And... I have uh, in the historical data, the Zacks rank switching over to a strong buy number one rank stock, uh, likely after the earnings on the second quarter of 2023. So that would put you back. It would put you back almost this entire way back. Um, they report a little bit later. So uh, it would have been back here at when the stock was much, much lower. Um, they, it did go to a number two, which is the buy, in the late of last year. As the analysts weren't sure what was happening with the earnings, there wasn't a lot of changes to the estimates, but it was kind of a little, not stale, not enough for number three, but enough to drop it down to the number two because there weren't any revisions coming in. But then it went back up to a number one after the earnings. So for over a year, the Zach's rank has been signaling something good, uh, very, very good is going on with NVIDIA. And if you had listened even back here when it first became a number one, um, after that first beat and raise, then you would be uh, doing doing pretty well, I would say. So this is a case where the Zacks rank got it right. Now let's look at what those earnings look like and the consensus on the price and consensus chart. So I switched over to that and you can see um, 
uh, on this chart even when the Zacks rank changed because you can see 2024 and now 2025. The estimates started going up uh, all in conjunction right there in the second quarter. The stock was already off of its lows from 2022, but you can see the earnings, uh, the Zacks rank, finally captured what was going on right there on that beat and raise. And then it's continuing to capture it as it moves up. So NVIDIA, a great example of the Zacks rank and how you can use it um, if you understand how it works. And when it goes to that number one rank, that usually means something good is going on. Now, not every stock is going to be in NVIDIA just because it turns to a number one, right? Um, this is an unusual case where the company continued to beat and raise over an extended period of a year so far. Um, and then we'll see if it can continue to do this. This is the big question about any of these AI slash data center stocks. But let's take a look at one of the other red hot uh, AI type stocks. One of its, um, the component makers, Super Micro Computer. I now own it in the insider trader portfolio here at Saks, but we did not buy it when it switched over to a number one. So I'm showing the price and consensus chart first on this one. Um, I did go look to see what was going on with the Zach's rank. So the Zach's rank started showing the changes in the uh, estimates way back, even before um, NVIDIA. So it became a Zach's number one strong buy by the fourth quarter of 2021, all the way back here. But you can see that the earnings estimates weren't changing all that much. Part of the issue is with Supermicro, it's a smaller company. Back in 2021, it was a small cap, uh, market cap. And it is not heavily followed. Believe it or not, yes, this company was not heavily followed. So Zach's only have, we only have two estimates on the company even right now. So if you get a change in one of the estimates and the magnitude is a strong back in 2021, odds are you're going to see the, the rank surge up. And that is what happened. There was some number twos, which is the buys in there. Again, not surprising because we only have one or two analyst estimates on it. And so they get kind of stale and it would drop down a bit to the number two, Never did not go to the number three um, for a while in there. But then uh, it, it, most of these stocks eventually do if there's no changes. And back here in the days, there was no changes. But then it went to a Zach's number one again in the third quarter of 2023. So back over here, when we started to see, and you can see it on this price and consensus chart, the earnings really took off. Um, this was second quarter earnings report, and they started to beat and raise. And so you get the number one rank. Now, um, remember I talked about how some stocks go down to the number fours briefly before earnings. Um, Supermicro, one of those that actually did do that, it was, again, lightly covered. The old estimates where there were no revisions for you know months there fell off. And it went to a number four just before the earnings, but then surged out with the earnings again. And the um, 
earnings estimates are on the rise once again, and it's gone back to the number one rank. So it is a Zach's number one rank strong buy. Let's look at the detailed estimates and you'll see kind of what's going on with those estimates now, why it has it. So I'm scrolling down to the earnings estimates agreement. And you can see here, this is what I mean. We only have the two and they are both higher um, in the 60 days and the 30 days for this fiscal year and next fiscal year. And we saw that in the chart. And uh, we now have um, the fiscal year this year, 2170, and that's up from 1688 just 60 days ago. Next fiscal year, pretty hot, but you do see a little bit of a decline here. Seven days, 2860, now down to 25. Oh, seven, but you don't see any changes here. So I'm not sure why that is. <laughs> why that is not showing um, 28 still from the seven days. Um, sometimes you can t actually see when you go down here, the annual estimates by analysts. And you do see, well, we did have um, two new estimates for the full year for fiscal 2025. And one estimate was 26.22, the other estimate 23.91. So that's where you're getting the 25, but I'm not sure why it shows the 28. But either way, it is up considerably from this fiscal year. So the analysts are still bullish. We had, they only made 11.81 last year. This is similar to NVIDIA's, not surprising because they're basically, that's one of their customers. And it's 83.7% uh, earnings growth for this year and 15.5 for next year. So again, this picked up the story, something going on with the data centers very early. Um, and then it's been basically on the bandwagon ever since. So that's super micro computer SMCI. Now I'm sure you're wondering, as I've wondered about the stocks, what happens if it starts missing and doesn't raise? Um, they've beat three quarters in a row. They actually did miss in the uh, first quarter there of 2023. So that was over a year ago now. Um, but what happens if they can't continue to beat and raise? Maybe they're just beating. They're no longer raising. That's when we're going to start to see, you know, maybe some cuts here in the earnings estimates. The rank will drop. And that's when maybe the story, this bullish story is partially over, but not completely. Remember, it's just a one to three month recommendation. And uh, so it updates all the time. And these earnings estimates will change. They'll change over the course of a year and years. So the rank is not necessarily meant to be a long-term type of recommendation, but I do use it in this case to see where we stand and a, a stock that has been a number one for a year or number ones, number twos, mostly for that time period is telling you that there's something really strong going on in that company and or industry because it isn't uh, completely normal to have that kind of consistency with the top rank. So right now, on the rank, there's only 244 companies that have a Zach's number one rank strong buy as of February 27th. 
And that number will fluctuate. It's usually between 210 companies and about 250. This is a little bit on the high side, but we are in the middle of earnings season and some good things are going on. So there are earnings estimates being revised higher, obviously, on a few more companies. And so that's why you're getting the 244 in there a little bit on the higher end of uh, where it usually is. And that's that's bullish, I feel. Um but I am going to show you a couple of charts for comparison purposes and what those estimates are looking like for stocks that are not number one ranks and haven't been in some cases for several years. Surprising ones that you you might be surprised at. Um, okay, but I wanted to show you another one that is on the AI data center side that the Zacks rank definitely did uh, capture good things that were going on there and has been capturing the upside and the earnings revisions higher on this company. And it is Vertiv, ticker VRT. I've talked about it on other podcasts. I own it in Zach's Value Investor, and I also own it in my own personal portfolio. Um, but Zach's Value Investor, we bought it on June 12th, 2023. It had the good Zacks rank. That's what I look for, for the value. And it had the strong earnings growth and it was much cheaper than it actually is right now on both a price to sales and a PE basis. But it's not altogether expensive here, even at these levels as the earnings and the sales are up. Um, but Vertiv was a strong buy in the first quarter of 2023. Oh no, it was a buy, number two, in the first quarter of 2023. It became a strong buy in the second quarter of 2023. That's basically when we bought it in the value investor. And then it remained a strong buy for Q3, Q4. It went to a two ahead of the recent earnings. So it did drop down a bit as everybody was kind of waiting. The earnings estimates maybe weren't being revised, and um, but they weren't being cut either or anything. So it just went down to the two, but now the earnings estimates are being revised again higher. And um, you can see that I'm on the detailed estimates page again for Vertiv. And let's take a quick look and see. So they just reported earnings recently. And you can see over the last seven days, two are higher for 2024 and 2025 now. You can see some of the estimates had already been moving higher, again, based on when Supermicro reported. And uh, Vertiv reported the same day as NVIDIA, but in the morning, NVIDIA reported in the evening. So, but everybody was already feeling pretty bullish going into this number again. And we had, um, if we look down for the surprise, another earnings surprise, not as big as the last three though, only two cent earnings surprise or 3.7%. But a beat is a beat, they did beat. And now the analysts are bullish again on the earnings. And so that's why it's recaptured its uh, number one uh, stock. But if we go and we look at what was happening with the chart, um, I'm going to go back to the interactive charts on Vertiv here, and it's defaulting to the one-year chart. Um, well, yeah, basically, there we go. And we are, I like to put in the line, you can just see it so much better. So um, this is the one year as you can see, but the second quarter 2023. So back here, you can see the big volume boost. It did the stock got a boost. This is probably where the earnings are 
uh, around May there. We bought on June 12th, so a little bit past. It, stock was already on the increase still. But um, you can see just every single one of these earnings reports, then this big surge in the stock and the volume, trading volume, this is where they kept beating. But the Zacks rank got it pretty right. It said second quarter, that's in here somewhere, um, where it changed over to the number one. And then the stock has been off to the races, as you can see, ever since. So again, like... Uh, NVIDIA and Supermicro, when they're not beating and raising, the, the rank is going to reflect that as well. But when you get the beat and the raise and you do it several quarters in a row, as all three of these companies have been doing, then you're going to get the super good Zach's rankiness and the Zach's rank is getting it right. It's telling you something good is going on here and it has been going on for the last year. So those are some of the success stories but what about some of the other popular stocks? What do those look like? Um, let's let's take a look um, because I looked at Apple. The last time Apple was a number one ranked strong buy was in the first quarter of 2022. Um, I want to go look at the price and consensus on Apple. So it it hasn't been beating. Well, it's been beating, but not raising. The analysts haven't been as bullish on their estimate revisions. I'm looking at the price and consensus chart. Um, you do see, so uh, the last time it was number one, Q1 2022. And you can see the reason these earnings estimates, the consensus was coming down. Analysts actually cutting their their earnings there. So no, no surprise, it's not a number one, right? It's going to fall there. Um, it went to a number two briefly in the first quarter of 2022. So over here, it did go to a number two, but it's been mostly a number three for those years. Um, from Q2 2022 to the present, still a number three. I'm scrolling up and I'm looking at it. it says number three. And that's just the hold. Nothing wrong with that. But the rank is not signaling, you know, something extraordinary is going on at Apple. It doesn't mean that there's not earnings growth. So I clicked on the detailed earnings estimates. I'm scrolling down to take a look here. And we see this is this is what I mean when you have a big cap company, you have a lot of earnings. Analysts are on this company and they're cutting and raising and doing all sorts of things because there is no real agreement on what's happening with the earnings. So we have fiscal 2024. We have three up in the last 30 days. We have seven down in the last 30 days and then one even in just the last week. And it's pretty similar to the next fiscal year as well. Um, two are up five are down in the last 30 days and one even down in the last seven days. So you can't really say that this is like a super bullish outlook from the analysts right now based on these current estimate revisions. It's actually more on the negative side. So that's why, we, you know, it's fallen down to number three. We haven't seen the number four sell because you do have some agreement to the upside there as well on the, on the revisions, but it's still kind of a mixy murky picture and what has uh, apple stock been doing during this time it's probably i would guess going to reflect to some extent what's going on with the earnings although with these big 
uh, mag seven type stocks. People are just kind of in them. They want to own them, but let's take a look. I'm switching the line. I'm in the interactive chart and, um, I'm going to compare it with something. Let's compare it with, uh, let's compare it with NVIDIA. Why not? Um, NVIDIA has got the number one rank and has for a while and Apple's at the number three rank. Um, okay. So you can see, um, let me do the, make sure it's on the year here. Okay. So we can see NVIDIA up 235%, Apple 22%. That's not terrible, but it's been uh, a while since it was a number one. So I'm scrolling out. This is a little bit misleading, right? Because NVIDIA five years up 1,914% now. Apple still solid five years up 313%. So um, the kind of number three Zach's rank hasn't been terrible, but it has stayed, uh, you know, positive during this time period. So um, the Zach's rank isn't predicting it's going to be surging like NVIDIA anytime soon, but it hasn't been super gloomy on Apple either. Let's take a look at, um, I looked up Alphabet because the last time Alphabet was a number one was even further back, Q4 of 2021. And I'm staying on the interactive chart just so we can kind of see what's going on with Alphabet. I own it in my own personal portfolio and I have for a number of years, but it is has been struggling recently and um, so this is is going to be interesting as well. I'm going to look at the five-year here, and I am going to compare it to NVIDIA as well. Why not? Everything should be compared to NVIDIA at the moment, right? We're compared to the number one, and um, I don't know why it's giving me, why is it giving me different, different data? Uh, no, there we go. So 1,913% for NVIDIA. Google's only 140%. Remember, Apple was 313% over the five years. So Google not performing as well. Hasn't had the number one rank again since Q4 2021. So back here, and that is showing, um, as you can see on the chart, the shares really haven't done much since then. I'm trying to get back to their highs there. And then they have briefly recently, but not really surging. It was a number four um, briefly, and otherwise this one too has been a number three, and it has uh, you know not not been doing all that much on the Zach's rankiness, and certainly not getting to where it could be the number one again. You would need some surprises there, right? Um, analysts need to be surprised. So let's look at at Google's agreements. Um, you can see it's kind of similar to Apple. You have 10 that are pretty bullish for 2024. They've raised since that last earnings report, but you also have seven that have cut. So they're like, eh, things aren't bad. Things aren't great. It's kind of in between. Company is still growing. We see 16.9% earnings growth expected this year, up to 678 from 580. Nothing wrong with this. Similar to next year, another 14.6% for this mega cap company, still double digit sales growth, 
11.7% expected for 2024, 11.22% expected for 2025. But on the short-term recommendation, uh, not much is really going on here. And it too is just a number three hold. Nobody's, uh, you know, too negative on it, nor are they altogether, you know, saying, wow, this is like amazing for Alphabet right here. Um, and then I wanted to take a look at Microsoft because they've been a little bit more involved in what's going on with AI, at least on the generative side, you know, putting it into the being and all of that. But I when I was looking at this, um, they haven't been a number one since 2021. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought, oh, maybe, uh, you know, when they announced the uh, chat GPT and or when that was going on and their, um, you know, partnership with that and putting it into being that maybe the analysts got more bullish some point in there. But they didn't. It did go to a number two in Q4 2023. And um, it's been a number two off and on since then. It still is the number two right now. So just not enough firepower in the estimates changes. But look at this. Microsoft does have a uh, very good for fiscal 2024. It's got 17 estimates higher in the last 30 days. That's since its earnings. One is up in the last seven days. And it's similar to next fiscal year. So this apparently is not good enough to get it a number one rank. Not right now. This is the the nuances of the Zach's rank, right? I would have thought if I just looked at this, it would be a Zach's number one rank. Nobody is cutting for the full year this year or next year, and they haven't in the last 60 days. So this is pretty strong agreement, but maybe it's in the magnitude. Let's look. This could be what's holding it back and only a number two buy. So uh, analysts expect 11.63 for fiscal 2024. That's up in the last 30 days from 11.15. So it's up, but not several dollars like we saw with NVIDIA or Vertiv or Supermicro. So maybe that's the distinguishing difference. The magnitude isn't quite as good, but it's still good, especially for, for this mega cap type of company uh, that's been around for you know over 30 some odd years now or 40 years now. So um but you know sometimes it's just not good enough. And when some of these other stocks are that hot or not just the stocks but the companies and they are beating by this magnitude and you know we're seeing something maybe we haven't seen in a long time so that's why they're getting to zach's number one ranks and they're holding those ranks so even a microsoft can't uh surge up there um let's see what the price and consensus actually looks like on microsoft i'm feeling like it must be pretty good here maybe better than some of the others yeah um microsoft it is showing 2024, 2025, starting to head up here in, in 2024 as those cons uh, estimates are being revised higher. Now, they were real bullish about both those years in 2022. So they've come back down to earth, but they're on the right trajectory again, which is higher. That's what you want for the Zacks rank. And you can see in this case, the stock has taken off. Let's see on the interactive charts, um, you know, the, even the Zach's rank of two, which it's been for quite some time, is 
actually uh, showing some good things here with the Microsoft shares as well, which is what the Zacks rank is supposed to do. It's supposed to unveil some of these uh, strong stories, so to speak. And I'm putting in Microsoft on the chart and I'm comparing it, of course, to NVIDIA because we've done that for all of these. And let's do the five year now. So NVIDIA, as we know, up well, this says 911. It keeps fluctuating. It's real-time information. Uh, Microsoft up 261% over those five years. But while it's been a number two, um, again, it hasn't been a number one since 2021. But in the fourth quarter of 2023, it did go to the two. So let's look at the last year. And it's not as well of return as NVIDIA, but Microsoft up 62% over the last year, which is not, uh, you know, that's pretty good performance with the S&P up 22% in that time period. So Microsoft still doing what the Zacks rank is designed to do and to find you something good going on at this company, even for the Zach's number two rank buy. It's just not quite such a strong signal as the number one rank on NVIDIA, but um, on a big cap like Microsoft to have all those analysts in agreement and all raising, nobody cutting, that's a pretty strong signal on these big cap stocks. So as you can see, it's uh, an interesting system and it does have its peculiar peculiarities. I can never say that word um, and things you have to watch out for, but it can unveil some of these stocks that uh, maybe aren't on your radar because Vertiv wasn't on mine when it came through my screens for the value investor portfolio here at Saks. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what they were doing. I took a look at those earnings estimates and I was like, wow, what's going on here? And that's why we ended up buying in. It, it had a price to sales ratio under two at the time. It was like 1.1. That is really cheap. And the PE was under 20. I think it was 17 or 18 at the time. It is more expensive now at 27 times. And I think the price to sales ratio is up to about 3.2. But that's still, uh, still cheaper than some of these other AI type of names where uh, with NVIDIA, the price to sales ratio... I I believe is up over 30 now. So um, you are still getting it cheaper. But the Zach's rank is what gave me Vertiv. And um, so I like love to use it when I'm looking even for long-term holds. The Vertiv is in the value investor, as I said, and that is my long-term hold portfolio. And so we will hold in there even if the Zach's rank uh, drops down and changes. But I look at the, the rank to buy. I also do look at it to sell on the number fives, but the that, that has its own issues as well. On the fives, you usually see the strong sells with the earnings estimates being cut in certain industries, especially in um, the commodities. And we're seeing that right now with the energy stocks. A lot of them are number fours or number fives right now. You had uh, oil prices come way down. So that's going to impact earnings, especially on the producers. And you have natural gas prices coming down sharply. So a lot of those producers are unhedged. They're at the mercy of these prices. And so are the earnings. So you're seeing a lot of fours and fives with them. But remember, it's short term one to three month, and it will change as the story changes. And it will 
for these AI and data center stocks as well. So keep that in mind. Um, but uh, using the Zach's rank, again, I love to use it to unveil some of these hidden gems and even uh, a hot story in one of these big mega cap companies because uh, things are looking pretty good at a couple of them, including NVIDIA, obviously, but also Microsoft with the strong earnings estimates revisions higher. So let's recap the stocks I talked about on this episode. There was, of course, NVIDIA. NVDA is the ticker there. Super Microcomputer, ticker SMCI. I own it in the Insider Trader because the director did buy in after the last earnings uh, report. So we buy in when they buy in, um, but it's been a wild ride, but that's SMCI. Then uh, there's also Vertiv owned in Zach's Value Investor. I also own it in my own personal portfolio, ticker VRT. Then we talked about Apple, ticker AAPL, and Google um, at uh, Microsoft, ticker G-O-O-G-L. I also own that one in my own personal portfolio and Microsoft, ticker MSFT, which I also own in my own personal portfolio as well. So as always, you want to be sure to subscribe to get all of our podcasts. You can get them, um, as I mentioned earlier, on YouTube, but you can also get us obviously on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Amazon Music. Be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.